0: Welcome back to another episode of Baller Island. On this week's episode, B&I will recap Week 5 in the NFL, talking headlines, matchups, and much more. And we'll also look ahead to Week 6, some huge matchups on the Week 6 slate, including Bills Chiefs, rematch of last year's insane divisional round playoff game. Cowboys take on the Eagles on Sunday night, massive game in the NFC East. We'll talk that too and the rest of the games on the week six late and we'll also talk some NBA headlines as the NBA season is starting next week we will make our official playoff predictions on next week's episode but we will talk offseason headlines what to look forward to and much more NBA stuff this week as the season gets underway in the coming days and once again don't forget to give Baller Island a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more sports news and analysis
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the island. Today, we got a jam-packed episode. We got some basketball to talk, man.
0: Oh, man, it was a jam-packed week five in the NFL. Already, the NBA season is creeping up on us next week. Like, I did not even take that in until before this episode. And I was like, damn, opening days next week for the NBA. So we got ball to talk to. So a lot of stuff going on, as per usual.
1: Yeah, man, we're going to start. We're going to do our, our full kind of season um next week on uh, next week's episode but today we'll just you know, give a little tease get kind of in the spirit of a little basketball i've actually been watching some preseason i'm not even gonna lie to you man i've been fully ready for this stuff even though it kind of snuck up on me too but i honestly think the biggest storyline heading into the season about basketball isn't even the nba related have you seen victor Wembanyama's highlights dude
0: that's what everybody's talking about I, have, I haven't been able to take, like, a clear look at the kid, but apparently what everyone's been saying is the dude is just absolutely unreal. So I got a, lo- I got a lot more to to learn about this dude as time comes because, I mean, the rage is going nuts right now.
1: Yo, Jay, I don't know if you remember this, but I think two years ago, I think before your squad got Chet, before he committed to Gonzaga, it was like a U18 thing, and I was telling you, I'm like, yo, this, this French dude was Boston Chet. Do you remember that? I think so. And I was telling you, I was like, yo, this French dude was busting Chet. And it's when And, like, he was giving Chet buckets then. But now, after I saw these two G League games, oh, my goodness. It's, like, a different level, dude. Like, this height, to me, like, we weren't around to see LeBron in high school, right? I I was three years old. This dude is, like, the craziest prospect I've ever seen, man. Really? Seven foot five. There's a picture of him or Zach Eday, the dude from Purdue. And this he's dude like, is seven foot five. Li- listen, Zach Edey seven foot five. There's a picture of him beside Zach Eday, and he's way taller than him. Way taller than him. And he's bringing up the ball like he's a guard. First play of the game against G League Ignite, who by the way, Scoot Anderson on that team, is sick. He's gonna go number two in this year's draft, but any other draft, that dude's going number one. But because we have a freak of nature going number one, he'll go number two. These two are battling out. They had two G League games against each other. First played a game, the dude's seven foot five, bringing up the ball like he's a guard. Goes between the legs, spin move, lays it up. And I was like, what am I watching? Dude had two games against G League at night. 37 in one game, 36 in the next game. And some of the shots he was hitting, bro, I was like, nah. This is not this is literally put KD's offensive skills with Gobert's defensive skills. Wow. It, that is the honestly the biggest headline going into this NBA season. I, Jay, you can't. I honestly just we should stop this podcast right now. You should take your time and watch this. Watch this highlights because it is straight up unreal. If anybody's got anything to say that's not all, right, bro? They're just hating because this is honestly ridiculous. Um, other news around the league. I mean, that to me is just like, yo, half the teams are going to be pulling out all the strings for the tankathon this year because I heard one of the GMs saying, yo, this dude's worth. 10 first round picks, so like wow, all dudes are, are it's gonna be a race to the bottom. I secretly, I really want him to go to the Spurs, I think that would be super super dope. Um, other news around the league though, I mean, you see what your boy Draymond did?
0: Yeah, this dude, what else is new? Are you are we really
1: surprised, dude? He is easily my least favorite player in the league, it's not even close.
0: Yeah, I mean, not you. I'm not surprised, man. Like, it's, you know, like, that's just Draymond stuff, man. I don't even know why we even got to talk about it. It's just absolute nonsense. The Warriors are going to end up figuring it out. They'll be fine. But, like, Draymond just continues his absolute nuisance, man.
1: I figured he would have gotten suspended, but I don't know what's going on over there. Um, big picture, though, it's kind of like what we've been seeing in the, in the NFL scene, and it's like the AFC is way better than – like, AFC just has more teams. It's just a busier conference than yep. the NFC. I feel the same way. I feel like the East is just, like, has so many squads, man. I feel like the Celtics, yeah, they lost their coach, but, yo, the Celtics look really good, man. They're still going to be right there. I'm, ex- yo, I'm telling you right now, though, Sam Hauser. you haven't probably haven't even heard the name. Sam Hauser's is going to have a crazy year. Celtics are going to be really good. I think the Bucs might be my preseason pick for the championship. I think Philly's going to be really good, man. I think Tyrese Maxey's going to have a maybe a most improved kind of year. Um I just think that te- you got Brooklyn still there. You got Atlanta there with DeJounte Murray. You got Miami still there. The Raptors there. There's going to be like literally nine teams, 10 teams, Cleveland, adding Donovan Mitchell. I didn't even say that. There's just like literally too many teams that one of those, two of those teams are going to have to be in the play. And it's going to be ridiculously stacked.
0: Yeah. I mean, I never thought we'd come to the day where we say the East has more has more talent than the West. Like I mean, I can kind of see it. I guess when you look at it, for me if like Philadelphia, Philadelphia is going to be there, but like again, like how much do I really trust that team? Like I don't like they still haven't shown me much in terms of being a championship contender. But yeah, they're going to be right in the thick of things in the Eastern playoffs, no doubt. Atlanta, I hope so. Like you said, the addition of DeJounte Murray, Taryn and with Trae Young, I think a lot of us are excited to see that. The Hawks, I think a lot of us expected a lot more out of them last year, and they didn't really show it. Ended up being the eighth seed. It was a quick in and out in the first round against Miami. I think a lot of us expect a lot more out of Atlanta. So they'll be an interesting team there. Miami, they were the, the number one seed last year. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot. a lot. Obviously, they're going to be there. Chicago's trying to get back to where they were. They, same thing. Great regular season, had some injuries. Lonzo's going to be out for some time now. We'll see about that. Like you said, your Celtics will be there. Yes, it's going to be interesting the start of the year to see how can they balance the off-court issues. But I think they have enough talent. They'll be just fine. The Raps, they're always competitive. We know that. And then Cleveland, like you said, Cleveland's going to be an interesting wild card, man, with Donovan Mitchell and they're Very excited to see them. And then two teams who are probably going to end up ending one and two that I didn't even get to, Milwaukee and Brooklyn. So, yeah, the East, that's, like, maybe eight teams that just knocked off right there that
1: are all going to be
0: good teams.
1: I mean, I think, like, it's going to be, I mean, the Raptors won 48 games last year. You could name literally five or six teams that, yeah, they should win 50 games. But then you look at the rest of the East and you're like, how could these teams win 50 games? Like, there's just so many teams. Even, like, teams like, you know, I mean, I'm expecting the Knicks, the Wizards, and the Pacers to, you know, bottom out for Wambiniana, but... The Pistons, if the Pist I'm telling you, if the Pistons are on TV on a league I'm watching it. You got Cade, Agreed. you got Jaden Ivan, Jaden Ivy. you got Sadiq Bey. Like, there's a lot of talent on that team still. You got I'd be you know, I'm I am would not mind watching the Orlando game. It's not like the He's usual just
0: about to say that
1: dumpster, you know, teams. It's like Orlando, we still got Paolo, Franz, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, Wendell Card. There's like talent on these teams that are are supposed to be trash, but in the East, those two teams you're expecting a little bit. I mean, especially for the Pistons, hopefully Kate can take a lead and they can win a couple more games. But might not be a lot of room in the East to to get accustomed to winning, man, because it's going to be tough out there. Especially all all of these teams are really really grit and grind kind of teams. They all play D, like they all of them play D. So, um, shoot, I don't know. You got any any surprises over there in the East? <laughs>
0: I don't know, man, but I think you made a good point about Orlando. Like, I've been gassing
1: up Orlando for, like, all offseason.
0: Do I think they're going to make much noise? That's really dependent on, on how big of a step they take. A lot of the times, these young teams, some take a much bigger step than we think. Cleveland was like that last year. Mm-hmm. None of us really expected Cleveland to take that massive leap, right? Evan Mobley played a massive part in that when they drafted him. Can that be this year with Paulo? Can he be that dude to come in there and end up propelling Orlando um, to doing some great things. I hope so, because I'm with you, man. Orlando and Detroit, they got so many college ball stars, if you will, on their team that they're just going to be fun to watch. I hope I honestly, if I had to pick a team to make a, a big leap, maybe it is Orlando, maybe it's not, but they have the talent there where they're going to be fun as hell to watch. Indiana's always a weird wild card. Like they always had, like you and I have been saying this for, for time now. Like they're just, they're stuck in the middle. Like they have talent. But how good enough can they go? Like they can go anywhere between like being the five or six seed potentially or dropping all the way to like the 12-13 seed. Like you just, you don't know where they're going to end up. And then mind you, they got a really good coach in Rick Carlisle too. So They're a team to watch too. Um, yeah, that's kind of, and then, then there's the Knicks, but like the Knicks is the same thing. Like they had one standout year and then, they're, and then they're back to the Knicks last year. So it's like, where did they fall in this competitive East? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like if you're fighting for – like I already know the nine teams are locked in for the um, nine out of the ten playing spots, but Charlotte, you know, they're saying LaMelo's now out for a little bit to start the year. If I'm Charlotte, the Knicks, the Wizards, I mean, those three teams are like – they're not bad enough to be at the top of the lottery. Yeah, they could fight for the the tenth spot, but, like, what's the point even? It's just weird, but – I mean, at least Orlando and Detroit have some kind of direction. You know, they're on their way up. Um, on the West, it's a little bit different, though, because I don't know why I'm expecting Phoenix. And I think a lot of people are, too. expecting Phoenix to take a step back. They're pretty much running back the same team. Um, you know, the Grizzlies will take a step up, I think. the It's the usual suspects. To me, the story of the West, though, is the injuries coming back now. We have... Denver yep. locked and loaded, put in Jamal Murray, put in Michael Porter Jr. Finally take some of that shoulder load off of Jokic and then locked and loaded with the Clippers, bring him back Kawhi, bring him back PG. I, I think and I hope, man, I think I hope and I hope that Kawhi has that year and says, yo, you, you guys forgot about me. Because all, all offseason I've been seeing this dude packed on hella muscle, is looking real good. And he's just playing some of the preseason. And, you know, it's just like he's looking, feeling good. And I hope people are just like, yo, yeah, yo, this is the dude that put one together, one of the greatest playoff runs in the history of the league. Like, we're just kind of like forgetting about this dude. But, yo, when he's there, this team is a, is a force. Like, there's no other way to say it. I think this Westo is wide open. It's completely wide open. I was saying last year that this would be the year for the Warriors to get their stuff together. You know, Clay's coming back a year on his belt. All the new pieces another year. They ended up winning the championship last year. So I was expecting them to be even better this year. I still think the West is kind of wide open.
0: I don't disagree with you at all. I d- don't really see a clear-cut favorite coming out of the West, to be honest, because like you said, Phoenix, how – how much are they going to let last how last year ended affect them? Like, I know that was last year and it is what it is, but that was not just an ordinary loss. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was a devastating game seven loss at home, and y'all got your asses absolutely whooped. How can you turn the page to that? And obviously, then you have the DeAndre Ayton stuff. You have, you know, that's a how last year ended. You have a lot of things that Chris Paul's now a year older. Can Phoenix, you know what I'm saying? And it's hard to maintain and be the number one seed again. You got to be really, really good to maintain that. So I don't know, man. Phoenix, I still think they're going to be there. They're going to be a playoff team. But are they going to be that good? I don't know. Now, Denver, again, like you've, you've been following this more than I have. So Jamal Murray, is, is he actually coming back next week? Or is he still like, yeah, a yeah, month no,
1: away? He's good. He's good.
0: So he is fully healthy.
1: He's good,
0: man. That Denver Nuggets are my wild card out of the West, man. They were, they were my team last year until I realized, shoot, Jamal Murray's not going to be there. Now, it can take some time. But, hey, we said that last year about Klay Thompson, did we not? We said the same thing. We're like, oh, Golden State's going to be good when Klay comes back. <clears throat> Clay came back, and he didn't really look right. And then he ended up looking right in the playoffs, and they won a championship. Can Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. come in? It's going to take them some time. They're going to get there. The playoffs is when it's going to matter for Denver. If you can secure a top four seed in the West, you're good. You're going to get home court for, you know what I'm saying? First round, maybe even a second round. I, I really like the Denver Nuggets, man. And another one that you mentioned, too, the Los Angeles Clippers. I've been saying this all off season too. Kawhi Leonard's coming back. Like, exactly how you said it. Could have not said it better myself. Kawhi Leonard's coming back. I feel like a lot of people forgot who he was and how good he is. The Los Angeles Clippers, honestly, did way better than I thought last season. Like, I did mm-hmm. not think they were going to be that good. And they were feisty. They were competitive and ended up falling in the play-in tournament. The Clippers were good. And that was without Kawhi and that was without Paul George. Mm-hmm. Stick them back both in the lineup. Now you got John Wall, which is another wild card. We don't really know what we're getting out of John Wall. The Clippers, man, they're in a, them in the Denver Nuggets. I think, honestly, when I look at it, those, those might be two of the top teams in the West right there when I look yeah. at it.
1: I mean, the thing with the Clippers is like one, the year before when Kawhi got hurt in the playoffs, Paul George finally got that playoff monkey off his back. Do you remember how crazy yeah. he was going yep. um, against Utah? And um, he was just going absolutely ridiculous. So there's that. That's out of the way. He's not going to have those playoff functions. And I was totally wrong. I remember when, when Tyronn Lu was with the Cavs, I never thought he was whatever. I thought he was okay. Nothing serious, but, this dude, it really proved it last year, especially. Like, this dude's a for real, for real good coach. And now you got those two guys coming back. Interesting to see how um, the Timberwolves and the Pelicans shake out this year because the Timberwolves, yeah. they get Rudy Gobert. Now they have D'Lo, Anthony Edwards, who I think as of right now. It's between him and Tyrese uh, Maxey for most improved player of the year for me. Those two guys. I think Anthony Edwards is just a stud. 100%. Um, And you got Cat, and now Cat, I think, is more of a natural four than a five, right? And you now with Gobert, you kind of hide Cat's defensive issues on that side, and you go double big. I mean, I think that's – I can't really see a a ceiling for them. Like, you know, we're talking championship or anything. But for for the Timberwolves, it's a nice, you know, put together a nice regular season. It'll be fun. The Pelicans, on the other hand, boy, I'm all in on these guys. After they traded for C.J. McCollum at the end of last year, they were on a tear. I think they were something like...
0: They were feisty, man.
1: I think they lost six games in the second half of the season with with C.J. McCollum on the team. And that is without Zion. So now you have, you know, bring back Zion into the equation, another year for the younger dudes. Brandon Ingram's getting better. C.J.'s a perfect vet for that team. You got Alvarado, another dude. You got Herbert Jones, another year. J.D., JV's JV you know exactly what you're getting from JV and they gave the number one seed Phoenix Suns a run for their money and it's mm-hmm. it's crazy when you got young dudes like an Alvarado and like a Herbert Jones that don't that come in right away and they don't care if they they don't get the ball they come here and they play a role right from the jump you add in Zion who I hope is healthy is looking fit and springy
0: about damn time
1: and yo if he's healthy He's putting together 27 10 on 65% shooting. Like it's nothing. And that is, it's ridiculous. He has his 27 in his first year playing, basically. He's an absolute stud, man. And I can't wait. I hope we get to see that talent again.
0: The Pelicans are a fire, fun team to watch. I'll admit that even without Zion last year, they were a really fun team to watch. And they're scary. If Zion Williamson, for once in his goddamn life, can actually stay healthy and be the dude that we all thought he was going to be, the Pelicans are going to be a really good team this year. Really good team. They could, they could end up being a five seed in the West, man, if they need these guys to stay healthy. We all know what CJ can do. We all know what JV can do. Brandon Ingram, like I said. Jose Alvarado. I'm glad the, the NBA world's getting to know this guy. The dude was an absolute beast at Georgia Tech. Dude was disgusting. He was quick. He was fast. An absolute menace on defense. And he's the exact same in New Orleans. Dude had an awesome year last season, and he's going to come back this year and be even better. I really, really like what the Pelicans are doing, and I'm with you. It's just Zion's the wild card, man. If, like, the Pelicans can take that next step if they get their, their franchise player to help take that next step. You got the experience. You got your point guard and CJ McCollum, who's going to bring that leadership, that talent. He's going to do his thing. But Zion's your franchise guy, man. You need him healthy. You need him on the court, and if he can Pelicans are a fun team to watch. Because like you said, they gave the Suns a run for their money. And that was a very good Phoenix Suns team last season.
1: He just takes the ceiling off of this team, basically. Because you, know, you have no idea what to even expect when... What he could be, whatever. I mean, we're oh, I'm course. expecting him to be in the playoffs. But he he just blows the lid off of that team, for sure. Um, I mean, I, 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 the other squads, nothing crazy. I mean, the Rockets Thunder will be race to the bottom. Trailblazers, another weird one. Dame's coming back, so at least they have their hometown hero to hang on to. But nothing special there. They traded for Jeremy Grant, but it is what it is. Kings actually did some nice moves. They got Bogdanovich. Um, you know, they still have Fox. Some bonuses there from last year now, and Malik Monk. And They got some pros. I mean, like there's, this is what I'm trying to say. There's, like, a lot of talent on these bottom feeder teams um they got Davion Mitchell Keegan Murray is is gonna be a dude that's probably gonna be in the top three for rookie of the year like there's some talent on that Kings team right like if I'm a Kings fan I'm talking myself into yo we're gonna make the playing game because the Jazz are gonna bottom out the Spurs are gonna bottom out why not us right so they could definitely be in that playing mix um but how crazy would it be if the Jazz Danny Ainge gets there sells the farm and gets the the pot of gold at the end of the year—that would be absolutely ridiculous.
0: I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that's that's who Danny Ainge is, man. Dude, just a wizard at at being able to do that. And I think that's probably only gonna be Utah. Utah's had a fire sale, and they're not even done yet. Um, but once they do that, yeah, I'm gonna see them at the bottom. They're gonna be at the bottom. Portland will probably be somewhere near the bottom. Um, the Spurs, well, I, the key, or the Thunder will be down there. Brutal, brutal blow with Chet being yeah. out for the year. Oh. Absolutely. I awful. mean, I, they,
1: they they don't mind it. They're gonna sit SGA again. I feel like <laughs> SGA is just a part time player at this point. Every time, uh, it's, yeah, they're gonna sit him. I'm like, yeah. Eventually, I kind of want to play if I'm SGA, but you know,
0: yeah. Houston will be at the bottom. The Mavericks are another team we didn't really talk about. I think they can be again. They were really good last year. They lose Jalen Brunson. Yeah, big time. Man. Um, which is they big. They Christian
1: Wood. Christian yeah. Wood's not bad, but um, I mean, I. It, for me, it's this has been the, me for the last couple of years. With the Dallas, is just like they're going as like whenever Luca takes that MVP leap, they're going to be taken really seriously.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nah, other I don't, than man. that,
1: if it, if he doesn't win have like that MVP season, they'll hover around the you know four seed, three seed because he's still that good. But we're talking like a real generational leap where he's like, yeah, I'm the best player in the world right now. And when that happens, then boom, you can mark him right in the contenders list.
0: Yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, no. In terms of teams, again, yeah, I think contenders in the West, I like the Clippers, Warriors, Nuggets, um, Grizzlies, I think will be there for sure. Mavericks kind of in that middle tier. Same with the Pelicans, Timberwolves, Phoenix. Um, The Timberwolves, again, my thing is I agree with you. Like they're going to be a fun team, no doubt, but they need to learn how to win. That's the only thing with this damn Timberwolves team. Like they are, they have all the talent there, and it starts in the regular season, like not just in the playoffs. They got to learn how to finish games, learn how to win games in the regular season. Then let's see what they can bring in the postseason. But that's just that's a team that last year I was just that was so bad. How many leads they managed to blow in that one series alone against Memphis. They got to learn how to win, and hopefully Rudy Gobert's leadership bringing him in will help kind of kind of shape that up a little bit, but It'll be interesting, man. It'll be very interesting.
1: I'm not going to lie to you, man. These Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Fridays and Saturdays, I've just been craving something. Because, you know, especially when the NFL season starts now, I'm used to turning on at primetime hours, turning something on. And it's like half of the week, I'm just like starving for something. So yeah. you could literally put any game on for me, and we just went over how much talent is in this league, man. I'm cool yeah. with watching whatever game right now.
0: True. Yeah. No. We'll see that. And then that last thought for this for Sacramento, man. Same thing. I, they got a, they got an incredible amount of talent, but I ain't gonna believe it till I see it with that team. That organization's been to the playoffs in how long? It's been like fifteen
1: years or something like that. I'll oh, believe it when know. I I'll believe it when I see it.
0: But no. the talent is there, no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, they made some nice pickups. I mean, like we said, but I'm kind of just I would watch it for <laughs> Keaton Murray. I want to see what he did. He had a yeah, fantastic, that's boy. Had a Fantastic summer league. Um, yeah. See what he can do, man.
0: Yeah, where was that when in March when I needed it for my damn bracket?
1: I don't know, man. I was always I was, was, was kind of iffy on that bit. but he, I mean, yeah, summer league rookie of the year. I mean, that never goes wrong, right? So
0: yeah, no, he's a he's a great <laughs> player, and we'll see what he does. Right, is again with that team in Sacramento. Like, it's it's, but... it's
1: a disfunc. It's hard to. Hard to play there, let alone be a rookie over there.
0: Oh, facts, but yeah, I mean, well, it's not like you have a lot of expectations. I mean, it's it's, it's Sacramento, um, but yeah, no, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. Next week should be fun. Fun to get ball back, uh, back in the swing of things.
1: Let's hit the foots.
0: Let's go to the gridiron. Um, let's start with this. I guess should we start from the top? Start with this this Thursday night atrocity in the Mile High City. I guess we should start there. No,
1: let's do it, man. What? I can't believe. Where I do we even start? Can't, I can't like, believe it played out the exact way it played out. Like we all knew it was gonna be like this. We we literally
0: did. We said in exact words, like we're, we're expecting an offensive slugfest. It, not much is gonna happen, but like this was far worse than what I thought it was actually gonna be. Hold on, I remember bring up my score, but I think I had it along the lines of, I I had the Broncos winning 22-17. That's not bad. This was god awful. Like, this was for two teams that we had high expectations for at the beginning of the season. It it just keeps getting worse. Every single week, it's like, okay, the Colts are going to hit their stride. Okay, the Broncos are finally going to hit their stride. And it literally just keeps getting worse and worse and worse every week. I I don't believe it, man. I had such high hopes for the Indianapolis Colts, and, like, I I don't even know what to say. Maybe it's true. Maybe Matt Ryan was just a system quarterback. Who, like— we're finding out the same thing with Russell. We're learning uh-huh. a lot about two of the two quarterbacks who have dominated in the NFC for the past what decade or so. Now they move over to the AFC and it's like both of them are complete garbage.
1: And the Russell Wilson thing is real like a real deal because you, like, there's been that like, you know, kind of jealousy thing with like the Legion of Boom and none of the Seahawks defenders really like rated Russell Wilson like that, right? And it's like because they, they always thought he got too much credit for their success. You take him off this team. Like the last couple of years, how we've been saying this for a long time, the Seahawks were nothing. And it was just Russell Wilson. And it was all the let's let Rush cook, let him mm-hmm. do his thing because he was literally the only pillar in that team. You take him off this team. What did we expect from the Seahawks? Nothing. To me, their offense looks a hell of a lot better than the Broncos offense. So, Geno Smith is looking closer to Russell Wilson than Russell Wilson is looking at Russell Wilson. Maybe it is a real legit system thing, and Pete Carroll is just a mastermind behind all of this.
0: Geno Smith's playing really good football, and the Seahawks look good. I never thought I would utter those words out of my mouth ever. But, like, I'm not going to lie. That Seahawks-Saints game was fun. That was the complete opposite of this Colts-Broncos game. That was fun. Back and forth, offense left, right, and center. Geno's slinging that rock, man. I saw that one deep shot to Tyler Lockett, and I was like, Facts Like, that wasn't Russell Wilson that made that throw. That was Geno Smith that made that throw. Dude's on fire right now. And Russell Wilson, I cannot say the same about at all. This dude has looked absolutely atrocious. Like, it is not even funny. And, and I know what you're saying. I think a lot of it is coming out now about Seattle. I don't think a lot of us really understood what what, what happened behind the scenes because you didn't hear Earl Thomas talk a lot about it. You certainly didn't hear Richard Sherman talk a lot about it. In fact, you didn't hear Marshawn Lynch either. None of those dudes really talked a lot about Russell Wilson like that. Like, they never looked Always oh, a great leader, blah, blah, blah. Not really. And I think Richard Sherman's post-game on Thursday Night Football, that kind of just summed it all up for you in literally 10 seconds.
1: Yep. Like, it's really bad. It is, like, honestly, poor Al Michaels. That game was terrible.
0: Yeah, he didn't deserve that.
1: And now you got to – when you hear the part when he was like, yo, have you ever seen a game so bad that it's good? Like he was like low-key right. And then there's that weird thing with like the Broncos went for the fourth down or something like that, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Like why would you even do that? Like the Colts have – the Colts showed you any any way that they're going to drive down the field and score. <laughs> like no. Like I am not – I will let them do that as much as they want. They're not going to do that on my defense. That is. What do you expect from two trash teams?
0: No Jonathan Taylor either. Like, that's, like, yeah. And Javante
1: Williams is out, too, on that one, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, no Javante, sure. I think JT matters way more to the Colts than Javante does to the Broncos. Um, JT's literally the foundation of what they do on offense. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's not an excuse. Like, both teams look so horrid. But the Broncos, I think this comes down more to the Broncos based off of how Russell Wilson how our expectation was for Russell Wilson in Denver. We all thought they were going to, like, nobody really put the Colts on that pedestal of being, like, an AFC Championship contender or a Super Bowl contender. But with the Broncos, for some reason, everybody put them on this pedestal. For the the sole fact that even the NFL schedules did it, the Broncos have been in primetime, what, three, four times in the first six weeks? And they got one
1: more this week.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a happy birthday to me. I have to deal with this Broncos offense. Like, I, I don't even know what to tell you, man. It's just, it's, uh, yeah, good Lord. the Lord have mercy. But yeah, the, 12 to 9, I think the only reason why we're not talking about the Colts is that bad because they won. All that, like, let's, like, whoever lost this game, we'd be talking about it. But, like, more times than not, it's whoever lost this game, we're going to be talking more about it. And the, the fashion, and again, the Broncos... Their offense has been absolutely garbage since week one. They scored what 16 points against the Seahawks, they scored 16 points against the Texans, and then 11 points against the Niners, and now nine points against the Colts. Hilarious, honestly. awful, absolutely. For a quote unquote offensive guru at head coach, a really good quarterback that they paid like six years and whatever amount of like a crap ton of money for. No need for the extension either. No, that was completely unnecessary. The dude didn't even do a thing. Completely unnecessary. And now, like, l- look what's happened. Like, I don't know what to say, man. But the Broncos look horrendous. I can't see them doing anything this year. And the Colts, I don't got much belief in them doing much, much this year either. Like that, that division is up for grabs. The Texans could come out and win that division. Like, I, the AFC South is a joke, and so are the Broncos. I That's really all I got to say about this game. But I will say about. Uh Richard Sherman's post game thing one more time. That was hilarious. I'm not even gonna lie to you. That was probably the most entertaining I, thing. I
1: know you enjoyed that.
0: That that was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> That's absolutely hilarious. Let's right, um, get to
1: some real football, please. Yeah,
0: facts. Yeah, yeah. We can move on from this from this atrocity. Um, let's, let's let's move on to some some good news. I mean, it, every other year we're t- the the NFC East as being the worst division in football. I think we can call them right, at least for right now, temporarily, the NFC Beast, they look good, man. Which no, one? Who, who, do, yeah. who do who do, who do you want to start with first? Yo,
1: we have to. Let's go in. Might as well go in order and hit the the Green Bay game because that. I don't know what. Like it looked like it was a runaway game. It looked cool. like it was a runaway game. Saquon Saquon is no doubt in my mind comeback player of the year. Brian Dable right now. Coach of the, the year.
0: year. Yep. They
1: had no receivers. They were missing some O-line guys. Danny Dimes had that ankle injury. he was bleeding up on his fingers, on his hand. And they just willed that game. Like, they had no business winning that game. Pure will on that game, man. I have nothing but respect. Seeing Dable fired up like that, I was fired up. 11.30 in the morning, man. It was crazy.
0: And... When they ruled Saquon out at first, I'm like, oh, he's done too. And then all of a sudden, I see Saquon just on the field. Yeah, and I was like, where did this dude come from? I'm like, I thought he was out. And now he's just back in there like that. It was really impressive, man. The Giants play with so much heart. Like, we haven't seen this in years from the New York Giants. Like, this is is the same identity that the Giants won two Super Bowls with, with Eli Manning and that defense and Tom Coughlin. It was that – like, the Giants were never, like – great right they, they weren't kansas city chiefs offense creative they weren't you know all the you know, buffalo bills that's what i'm saying they those giants teams played physical resilient football and they they're just gritty as hell that is this giants team they're winning ugly but they're never giving up and that i think is the most impressive thing and that's what's going to help you win in january and obviously i don't think they're going to win much in January. They, they may very well get to the postseason. They may win the division. I don't think they go further than the wild card weekend. Having said that, the Giants, for, for first year, Brian's able for where they want to go in this rebuild. They're far ahead in the first five weeks, bearing a meltdown. There's still a whole lot of football left in this regular season. But if they keep this up and the Giants keep playing good football and they win double digits and make the playoffs, this te- the New York Giants are back. Because they, they play, I'm telling you, man, they, they don't give up. They don't give up. And this is the Lions. We're going to be this year, right? Because the Lions played with so much heart. But they can't finish games. The Giants, all of a sudden, they're finding how to win games. And that's at the end of the day what matters. And I got to give a lot of the credit to Brian Dable. And also, I didn't realize who was calling the shots on defense. And No wonder the New York Giants defense looks so good when they got Don Wink-Martindale calling the shots on defense, one of the better D.C.'s in football, man. They got a good coaching staff over there.
1: And it's, man, I've done, all of their players have just been put in situations where, you know, now it's not too much played on on Daniel Jones. Do what you can do. We know your limitations. Saquon's resurgence, man, is so fun to watch. I've always liked that dude, and he's just, straight up like you can feel the joy he's, this, this dude's playing with when he's scoring and it's just beautiful love it love it I love the Giants being good man it feels good
0: 100% I love seeing teams that, that that have like a big postseason drought and then finally have like that hot start and they make the playoff. you know it, it's nice to see new teams the NFC's we've seen the Cowboys Commanders and Eagles being a cycle Yo, for you, like the you, last like oh shoot okay let's start again no I love seeing teams that have droughts and then make the playoffs after like a long drought the Giants haven't haven't won the division I think since what is it like 2012 2013 it's been a while since they've won the NFC. So we've for the last like eight nine years it's been a it's been a rotation of Eagles commanders Cowboys and it's been one of those three teams it's nice to see the Giants finally being in that rut and I'm with you man i I like seeing them succeed and I hope they win the division because I want to see a, a new team win that win that division and it's been a really long time for the Giants.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I called them a fake three and one, I think. But no, nah, I think, you know, who knows? I mean ready to put them in the playoffs or anything like that just yet. There's still a long season and we always see this five games in. But good to see for right now. I do think on the other hand, the Eagles are for real and they survived the scare. Definitely survived the scare, but I think real. The Eagles, I mean,
0: yeah, they, they're a really good team. Again, don't me Like again, they continue to find ways to win. I'm still not sold on them in January. Again, it's way too early. We don't know what they're made of. But like the Eagles, I, I gotta look at like what, when do they play? Yeah, they got the Packers later in the year. That's the game that I kind of want to see what they do. Is that this, even going
1: to tell you anything? Are we talking about the same Packers right now? We're
0: not taking it up, but that's the thing. They, then there's not really anyone else on this schedule that really tells me a lot about. But the only other three teams that I may say put on this are maybe Buccaneers, 49ers, and Rams. And the Rams don't even look good right now. Nope. So even that, it's like, again, who, like, that's what I mean. The question is so underrated. was like, who is good in the NFC? Because right now, if you had to answer, like, who that team is, it is the Philadelphia Eagles. They're playing the best football. There's just there's still something there that's, like, I don't know. Like, are the Eagles like that? I don't know. But they're playing great football right now. And, yeah, they did survive a scare against Arizona. Um, and, again, they had a, a healthy offense, offensive line. I don't
1: know if this game's as close as it is.
0: But they found a way to win, and that's all that matters. And they got a big game against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Big, big game there.
1: I mean, let's talk about Dallas because – I thought that was a get right game for uh, the Rams, but the Rams just look awful. But we knew they had O line issues coming in. And is Dallas's defense like, what are we talking right now? It's definitely top five defense in the league right
0: now. Oh, 100%. 100%. Are we talking
1: top three? Because top three hundred we're, we're talking Micah Parsons as, I think, a unanimous defensive player of the year right now, is getting comparisons to Lawrence Taylor. And it's like 100%. Sure, nobody's not even, like, we're all with it. It is amazing. This dude's got 4-3 speed as a D lineman, as a defensive end. When do you ever see The
0: thing is, you could put him in so many different places. Like, you could put him a linebacker. You can put him on the edge. You can put him in the middle. He's such a versatile player. And you got Dan Quinn, one of the best defensive coordinators in all of football, you know, drawing up plays for him. So that's what I'm saying. And Michael Parsons is fantastic. For me, top three defenses in the NFL, who are you with right now? 49ers, Cowboys, Buffalo. Those are the top three defenses in all of football right now. Both are playing at a very high level. Dallas is playing unbelievable football. To shut down this... Ram- the Rams have scored B in two games. They've, the Rams have played The three best defenses. The Rams have lost. You can make an argument here that, yes, the Rams are 2-3, and but they've lost to the three teams. They have the three best defenses in all of football. That's very
1: true. And they
0: haven't scored more than 10 points in any in all three of those games.
1: That's very true. I mean, but the crazy thing to me is about Dallas is they're kind of getting back to who they are. Cooper Rush has forced them to stop slinging the ball all over the place and start getting back to... Dallas football and running the ball. Zeke is having a good year. Who would have thought? We got Tony Pollard having a good year. They're getting back to running the football and Cooper Rush not making mistakes. They got to keep it up Um, by the time he gets back, uh, Dak gets back, and just let this run. Stop trying to be the Chiefs offense with CED. That's not who you are. This is a, a real good running football team, man, and it's play defense, run the ball. Same thing with the Giants, same thing with the Eagles. This NFC East is just a throwback division right now.
0: Yeah, and this is kind of what, this is kind of what led the Cowboys to that 13 and 3 record back in Dak and Zeke's first year, was the same thing. They weren't that, last year there was this like crazy, high-powered air-raid type offense, right? They got way too pass-happy last year. I, I agree with what you're saying. You gotta run the football and you gotta win with defense. And Ultimately, I think that, that's how you can win and come out of this NFC because when you look at it, that's kind of what the best teams in the NFC do. Now, how are you going to do that against the, the teams in the AFC who do get very pass-happy and sling the rock down the field? Now, that's another story. Now, here's the question for the Dallas Cowboys. If you go into Philadelphia, who's unbeaten right now, division rival with Cooper Rush, what do you do after that? Like, do you, do you go back to Dak or do you – switch? because, like, don't get me wrong. Dak's your future. Dak's your guy. You, can, you can't go against him. But, like, if Cooper Rush goes 5-0, beats the Philadelphia Eagles on primetime, beats the defending champions the week before that, can you really go against the hot hand? Like, I'm just being real right now.
1: That's the thing. But, like, he's not doing it, though. Like, what did he have last week? Like, 150 yards or something like that? It's not him that's, like, you know, winning these games. It's their defense and their run game. Like, should I play quarterback? I mean, you make three throws a game, and, yeah, he's not, he's not hurting them, but he's not winning these games for them.
0: Interesting. All right, so the Cowboys play, I think it's Detroit in Week 7. Now, that's a winnable game there. So, if that comes back against the Lions, should be able to get a win there. But let's just, for some weird reason, say that the Lions are a wild card. You never know what you're going to get with that team. That comes back, they lose to Detroit. Now what?
1: You keep it, man. You're paying the dude forty million. You cannot have okay. forty million sitting okay. on your bench. And uh, almost all of the time, I'm with it. Put the hot guy in. But we know, like, let's be real. We know it, the second they got to put up points, it's not going to happen this way.
0: Okay. Okay. No, I was, I was just curious. I was just. Are you saying? Say are maybe. you
1: saying you keep Cooper Rush as a starter?
0: I no, you know me. I'm I've been pro Dak like for good for God knows how long, and I'm I'm putting him back in there. But like, I've seen teams do this often. Like you got a guy who goes unbeaten, or again, this could be like a New Orleans Saints case scenario, right? Where Teddy B comes in, goes five and zero, and then you go back to Drew Brees. Could be the same thing. Could be the same scenario. You can never do that. But like, I don't know, man. If then against Philly, who's unbeaten, and Philly looks like we just talked about ten seconds ago. They look really really good. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know. It should be very interesting, man. Very interesting to see if this defense is able to slow down Philadelphia on Sunday Night Football. And then, yeah, I think they will go back to Dak after, but they'll, they'll be a little bit of buzz, man. If the Cowboys come out victorious they their first place, sitting at 5-1, there will be a little bit of buzz after that. But I think they end up going to Dak. But it's always fun to see a little bit of quarterback controversy, especially when it has to do with Jerry Jones and the Cowboys.
1: I'm with you, man. I'm with you. What else you got to it's
0: football, oh, we can go Monday night football. We can go Monday night football real quick. The Chiefs, the Chiefs can we just, I mean, last we got
1: like we are we might as well just talk about the whole division. We already talked about the Broncos too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess we can too. But the only one was Chargers Browns,
1: and like that was, that, that was the, a good the game. Chargers, I don't know how they ended up pulling that one out, but they got outplayed the whole game, man. Like the all hype teams coming into the year, the Chargers. I mean, Denver, Andy, all of these teams have just been nothing, man. I, like, I just yeah. don't believe in this Chargers team at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, I again, We went like...
1: from saying this team is going to have three to four, or this division is going to have three to four playoff teams, and the NFC East is the worst division in the league. And now it's that t- division's looking like it's going to get two teams, and this team might just end up with the one.
0: It's the NFL, man. This is why we love it. This 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 is exactly why we love the NFL, man. For this reason, and I, I took a chance on the LA Chargers, saying saying they're gonna come in first place in the AFC West. Now it's just because I needed to make a bold pick, you know. At some point, you know, you got to make a bold pick. But this year, you're right. The Chargers haven't they haven't showed anything. They haven't. I know they've been injured. I know they've lost some guys, and it's been really tough on them. They lost Bosa. They lost Slater. Uh, Keenan Allen's been out. Herbert's been injured. It hasn't been pretty for them. But Kansas City looks exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, they haven't missed a beat. Like, you sure? They went and they lost Tyreek, and they still look like the same old Kansas City Chiefs. So, for me, it's still them. They're still the team in the AFC West. It looks like everybody else. The Broncos look awful. The Raiders look good. But, again, they're the same old Raiders. Like, they were a good team, and they can't finish games for the life of them. They had God knows how many opportunities last night to put the Kansas City Chiefs away, and they couldn't do it. And it's been the same tape on record for the last four years. Raiders go up like 20-6 to six and then lose the game. Or lose down to the wire. And then they have no timeouts. And then they... Or it's Travis Kelsey scoring touchdowns. Like, it's the same story every year for the Raiders. And it just it just gets worse and worse every time. And 1-4 to start the McDaniels era? Not ideal, man. Not ideal. Casey looks like they're going to run away with this division again.
1: Yeah, I mean, why do, why do we even bother with all the research in the offseason, man? Just plug and play. Like, the Raiders... I do, like, they're 1-4, but there are a lot... I think, how many 1-4 teams that are 1-4 in the league? They're yeah. a lot better, at least it feels like, than Denver.
0: Oh, no question. No Well, the Raiders' one win was against Denver.
1: Yeah, and it's not like... I mean, they've been in all of their games. They have so much talent. Like, Josh Jacobs, the last two weeks, has been Ooh. breaking out the way he, he looked good Josh man. Jacobs was going to come out of Alabama. And... Like, I'm just, like, man, this is, like, my guilty pleasure. Like, I'm not giving up on the Raiders. I'm just not.
0: I mean, you can't ever, like, again, look at last year, right? It was, like, there's the same BS last year. But, like, the Ra- the look, if I'm being honest, the Raiders aren't doing anything without a defense. And I really, really thought this year that we going to take a step up and their defense is going to be better. Last night gave me no hope whatsoever. That Cardinals game back in week two gave me no hope whatsoever. This Raiders defense needs to make— if they're not going to get stops and give Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, and Devontae Adams some time to, to make plays, then it's not going to happen. But as long as Derek Carr and Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs are coming from behind every Sunday, the Raiders aren't going anywhere. No question B. They got a crap ton of talent, and they are a good football team. But their defense is not helping them win games right now because if that was the case, they would have won last night's game because they had every opportunity yeah. in the book. To get that that missed field goal and then having like a offside or holding or whatever was brutal. And then there it was like a third in like eighteen. And what happens? Another penalty, like pass interference. You can't make those you can't make those in games like that. And they struggled mightily in those situations. I can't get behind the Raiders unless their defense actually shows me something. Offense looks great, but the defense needs to come up and make some stops. Otherwise, the Raiders aren't going anywhere.
1: Nah, man, I'm I'm with you, but. It's something about them, man. They got some kind of spell on me.
0: Oh, I know. I know. Every every year, you keep showing belief in the Raiders. And don't get me wrong. We all want them to succeed. It's just like, it's the same old Raiders. Like, I, I don't know. I, I I, just don't know. I don't know what that team. But, like, watch. 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 They're going to go on, like, a five-game win streak. And we're going to, like, the Raiders are back. It happens mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, rounding out the rest of the Week Five squads, the Bills. Oh, Jesus Christ! They got. Did I not say for it to be a rough debut for Kenny Pickett? And I was damn right about that. The Bills won thirty-eight to three. Gabriel Davis went absolutely bonkers, and the, this was not even close right from the jump. Vikings beat the Bears twenty-nine twenty-two. Your Patriots be shutting out the the highest. Uh, the top-scoring offense in football, the Lions. That was that was quite an uh, impressive performance.
1: Yeah, I mean, yo, I think he's got, speaking of voodoo spells, man, he's got something on Jerry Goff.
0: True. True that. that That is very true. I didn't even think about that. But that was a nice, I think we both anticipated it, it would be a good get-right game, and it was.
1: It's honestly, um, somehow Belichick and in his, in his DBs, man, he just always finds them. You got Gilmore, he leaves. No problem. JC Jackson comes in. No problem. Next dude on the list, Jack Jones. And you heard it, man. Jack Jones is the next, next stud corner, man. He, they, recycle, recycle, recycle. Never need to pay for a corner.
0: Yeah, no, they look good, man. They, they absolutely humbled the Lions on Sunday. So that was not even close. Um, then speaking of humbling, the Niners did that to the Panthers, 37 to 15, which ended up leading to Matt rule getting fired. I think we both expected this to come at some point and, then. Sundays when it happened. Baker now has a high ankle sprain. It's an absolute disaster in Carolina.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect nothing coming from from Carolina in the first place. But um, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, I was honestly surprised. Like, yo, you know you're on the hot seat. Kind of just throw, in, throw a bunch of stuff together, see if it works, and you can survive week by week. So I was kind of surprised Baker even was playing last week.
0: I'm surprised too. I'm not going to lie. Like, I thought he was going to be benched at some point, and he just wasn't. And I was like, oh, okay, sure, no problem. But the, yeah, the, the Panthers did not look good, look good at all. They haven't looked good at all this season, and looks like they're going to be starting from scratch now. So, an abso- absolute disaster. That season ended before it even began in Carolina. Tragic over there. Um, like I talked about earlier, the Saints Seahawks game was absolutely nuts 39 32. Both teams were slinging. How about Taysom Hill? Good Lord. That dude went off. And I think I think that's the key for the Saints, man. They need to get Taysom
1: Hill more involved in this offense. And I think the Saints are going to be a better football team. I, they got so many weapons, man. I just can't get over why this team is just not good. Like, it's just yeah. so many weapons. I and mean, I hope they, they eventually put it together because I like everybody on that team. Yeah.
0: No, you make a good point. You make a good point there. Um, the Jets destroyed the Dolphins, who ended up losing Teddy Bridgewater. So they're down to their third-string quarterback. Things have spiraled out of control very quickly for the Miami Dolphins. But the Jets have now won three in a row, and the Jets won 40-17 to over the Dolphins. I don't know how much. I'm not putting too much into this for the Jets yet. It's still early, but definitely they're showing some fight.
1: Very, very, very surprised. I mean, yes, the the Teddy B injury happens, but I don't. They they got some fight, man. Like New York football, in, in both cities, I mean, in both teams is just back. It's it's pretty About exciting. Time.
0: About um, time.
1: Even though it's like it's for me, it's like I just really can't take the Jets seriously. But like you know, it's it's cute. Like you know what I mean? It's it's cool that they're happy. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. The Ravens beat the Bengals at the buzzard 1917, which was a more of a low scoring game
1: than I think we anticipated. Uh, what speak- was up with Lamar in that game, bro? Why was he missing? He literally might have yeah, missed he was three, off. four touchdowns. Like yeah.
0: yeah, he was off. He was off that game. But the Ravens got it done. I think at the end of the day, that's kind of what matters to them. They needed that and they're in first place. Um, in that division. Speaking of low score in affairs, the Texans beat the Jaguars thirteen to six. The Titans beat the Commanders twenty-one seventeen, and then the Buccaneers beat the Falcons twenty-one fifteen on the hands of that very awful roughing the passer call, in that game which we're, there were a handful of awful roughing the passer calls.
1: Even um, all week, even yesterday, there were just um, there was another one with the strip sack. What game was that? Uh, I can't even remember. The, but there
0: was the Chiefs game last night. Yeah, that
1: was the one. Yeah, yeah, just bizarre, man. I mean, I'm I'm fully with Michael Parsons when the way he was going off on Twitter. I'm with you, man. Got to ride for some of these defensive guys. Oh it no, doubt. Like,
0: like, what do you want them to do? Like, I don't understand. Like, Grady Jarrett did exactly what you're supposed to do. I don't understand where the rough in the passer even was. I don't get it. But the refs got to fix that. because it's that was this week was just absurd. And it wasn't just one game, it was multiple. Um, So, all right, let's go to week six here and let's start with another Thursday night snooze fest. The commanders and the bears. Woo! Now, now we're talking. This is going to be so much better than last week. Carson Wentz, Justin Fields, fire me up. This is going to be a heck of a ball game.
1: Dude, poor Al Michaels, man. Poor Al Michaels.
0: Poor Amazon. Who the hell chose Amazon's games?
1: <laughs> Seriously, like yo, Commanders at you said it's in Chicago. Yep, Soldier Field. You just gotta go with the home team here. I'm gonna take them sixteen to ten, but I'm not going watch it.
0: I'm not. No, I'm gonna choose. I'll take the Bears at home, twenty three seventeen. Because look, the the Bears. I'll admit they don't look good either, but the Commanders look far worse. So I'll take the Bears at home. They have Can the they NBA a little bit more. start earlier. Facts. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Um I'll take the Bears 2317. All right, The Sunday slate early games, Niners Falcons who you got?
1: You know what a, a crazy thing about the Falcons, they're like undefeated or something against the spread. That's definitely due uh for some regression. So I'm going to take your Niners big over here. Um 17
0: Yeah, how do I sort of got every week our score lines are always so similar by one point off. I got the Niners 2716 over the Falcons in this one. But I think the Falcons will definitely show a lot more fight than I mean, I thought the Panthers showed no fight whatsoever. I knew that was going to be a blowout. This game, I think the Falcons are going to show a whole lot more fight. But I'll take the Niners in this one. Again, the the Falcons are weird. Sometimes they end up beating the Niners and it ends up like, hey, what happened? But then last year I thought it was going to be a trap game and the Niners blew them out. So I'll take the Niners in this one. 27-16. Your Patriots travel to Cleveland. Jacoby Brissett takes on Belichick.
1: Yo, this is a good game. This is a really good game, man. It's two teams that are really similar too. I think, um, Chubb and Hunt, um, Harris and Stevenson. This is this is a real good game. Um, I'm gonna take the Patriots, man. I think they're gonna just catch fire in this next little slate. Um, Twenty-three cents.
0: Bailey Zappy is he getting the start again?
1: No, it'll be Mac. I
0: think. Oh, Mac's back. Okay, good, good, good. But I gotta say, Zappy looked good, man. It's second game in a row, dude. Look, dude, look pretty good. I'm going to take the Browns at home 24-21. I think the Browns should have won this game against the Chargers, but they mm-hmm. couldn't finish it go. up. Um, this is going to be a close game. I'm going to agree with you. The Patriots are scrappy. The Browns have been scrappy this year. It's going to be a close game, but I'll take the Browns at home by three. Packers host the Jets.
1: People really tell us, like, if the Jets hang around or win this game, it's giving up on the Packers' season, seriously, because they should typical trap game. I mean, Letdown game. You're coming off a 40-piece against a division opponent. Now you got to go to Lambeau. I'm thinking the the Packers got to go off in this one, man. 28-15.
0: The Packers have to. If they even just barely beat the Jets or lose to the Jets, Mm. it's not going to be pretty. And instead, losing the two New York teams back-to-back weeks? I don't know, man. The sky could be falling quick in Green Bay. Um, If the Jets end up being 4-2 and after the first six weeks, Lord have mercy. Um, I'll take the Packers thirty-one to twenty. I think they're at home. The Jets going on the road. This defense has got to play well, and Rodgers Rogers ain't losing two in a row. Jaguars at the Colts.
1: You would think you would think that the I mean the Jaguars have not looked good two weeks in a row now. Um, I don't even know. I think honestly the Colts win this one. They're at home, right? I think the mm-hmm. Colts win this one. Weird up things even more in the South. Twenty-one um, seventeen
0: yeah the Colts will win when you least expect them to win and because the Jaguars beat them the first time in a weird game the Colts will beat them in a weird one this time I'll take the Colts by three 23 to 20. Vikings at the Dolphins
1: two teams I mean it depends on who's quarterbacking do we know yet is it gonna be... I have no idea I mean Teddy doesn't. I, I I'm gonna take the Vikings regardless here um 2620.
0: The concussions have not been kind to the Dolphins so far in the last two weeks. Um, I'm going to take the Vikings 29-23. Assuming Teddy Bridgewater is not starting this game, it's going to be Skylar Thompson. I'll take the Vikings 29-23. Bengals at the Saints. Joe Burrow heading back home to Louisiana.
1: Two teams, man. Nobody's got any feel for. I'm going to take the home team here. Hopefully, Jameis gets back in it. They got a nice little game going, 28-20 for the Saints. I think the
0: Bengals win this game. I can't see them dropping a 2-4. and four. I think Joey B is going back to the Superdome. I like the Bengals, 33-26 in another shootout in the Superdome. Ravens at the Giants.
1: This is going to be a fun one, man. I think Ravens get their offense super clicking in this one, though. 31-18, Ravens.
0: I think the Ravens, 26-21. I think Lamar ends up being too much for this young Giants defense. But the Giants, again, they don't go away. So it will be a close game. But I like the Ravens by five. Buccaneers at the Steelers. Boy, if the Steelers drop to one and five, man. ay, ay. And
1: They're they definitely looking like the worst team in the league right now. But Bucs got to get going, man. This is just too often in a row. Take the Bucs
0: 28-10. And I think the Buccaneers 26-15. I just can't see it happening for the Steelers against Brady and this, and this Buccaneer defense. It's going to be awfully tough. For the Steelers to get that going. But man, it's just, it'd be way, it's already weird enough seeing the Steelers a one and four. It's going to be hell. The more this team keeps losing, the more it's going to,
1: the weirder it's going to get.
0: Panthers at the Rams.
1: Rams have to, have to get this one, man. No Matt Rule. The funny thing is, you know what the spread on this game is? The spread on this game is Rams by 11. The Rams shouldn't be favored by anybody. By 11 points they're looking not that good however they should situation i pick them 26 17.
0: if this isn't a get right game for the Rams I don't know what call season like you don't Matt rule is not there Baker's not there like even if both of them were there it should still be a blowout no matter what the Panthers are an absolute mess. The Rams win this game 30 to 13 and, and if they don't th- like yo, I don't I don't know, man. This is like Super Bowl hangover. Like this this will be a very like Super Bowl hangover for the Los Angeles Rams. If they can't get this done at home. Hangover,
1: man. It's like they blacked out. They don't know where they are.
0: Facts, literally. It, it literally is like that. The fact that they've scored 19 points in the last two games combined I don't know, man. Like I, I would expect way more out of this team, and they got to stop throwing the ball to just Cooper Cup and get everyone else involved. Cardinals at the Seahawks.
1: I'm gonna ride with Gino though. Hot hand, man. Um, sucks that Rashad Penny got hurt, but brutal. I'm gonna pick em. Card- uh Cardinals will make it close and interesting like they always do in the second half, but they're seventeen.
0: I agree, man. I did not expect a lot of the Seattle Seahawks this year. But with the way Geno Smith's been playing, this offense looks really good. I'll take the Seahawks at home by four, 27-23.
1: Yeah. That last one.
0: Okay, I'll repeat that. I'm with you, man. I'm taking the Seahawks in this one as well, 27-23. Geno's been playing really good football. Yo. Can you hear me? Hello? Yo, can you hear me? Yo. Yo.
1: Yeah, I'm riding the hot hand, man. The Seahawks are just putting up numbers, Geno Smith. But, you know, I think the Cardinals will make it close. I'm taking the Seahawks in this one, 35-27.
0: I'm with you. I'm taking the Seahawks by four, 27-23. Geno Smith's playing incredible football right now. Honestly, I didn't expect a lot out of the Seahawks this year, but this offense has low-key been really fun to watch. I'll take the Seahawks at home by four. All righty. Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes, how the hell did we go an hour and not talk about this matchup? We got to at least take, like, five minutes to, like, just talk about this matchup here, man. Bill's Chiefs at Arrowhead, 425 Eastern Time. Here we go again, man. Bill's Chiefs.
1: You know exactly where I stand on this, man. This is... I want to talk about this. Normally in the NFL, the favorite is is the... Like, it home field advantage is worth like three and a half points, right? Of course. You would think, like, if you were setting a spread on this game, I would have these two teams as equals, right? Yep. And because it's at home, I would favor the Chiefs. The Chiefs are underdogs by three points in this game. Meaning the Bills at home would be favored by five and a half or six points in this game. That is, like, super disrespectful. Like, I I can't believe that the Chiefs are getting disrespected like this. Yes, the Bills might be the best team, but when we look at it, like, they haven't really done anything that the Chiefs haven't done. It should be, you know, we should be going off of what we saw last year. We both expected both of these teams to come in the same way, and they've lived up to it. But who beat who last year? Like, there's no reason there should be a flip in the one-two, in my opinion. I'm taking the Chiefs at Harrowhead on kind of a, yo, do you remember who we were kind of game? And um, this might be uh, the ghosts for the Buffalo Bills. I'm taking taking the Chiefs here. Absolute shootout. Hopefully we get the game we want, 35-32.
0: These two will see each other again in January. It's almost, you know, certain that it will end up happening at some point like these two teams are the two best teams in the AFC right now. They were the two in best the teams in the yeah, they were the two best teams in the AFC last year. Like there's no difference here. Like this there's no way that this ends up being the only. If it does, who knows? It's the NFL. Shit happens. But like with the way that these two teams play and how good they're playing right now, they're almost bound to meet again in January. I like the Chiefs at home at Arrowhead 31-27. I just like the Kansas City Chiefs they're still there, man. And if they gotta remind someone who they are, and if they didn't already do that last night, they're gonna do it again tomorrow. Look, here's my goal. I hope Sunday is this emotionally taxing game. Because then the Kansas City Chiefs play the Niners the next week. So I'm happy. So I'm happy that they just put all the energy out in this game. Now, jokes aside, I, I think the Chiefs will get this done by four, man. I think it's gonna be up and down, but the Bills, the Bills still like it's either they're blowing teams out. Or they're not blowing teams out. i got to take the Kansas City Chiefs by four in this one, man. It's going to be a good game and it certainly won't be the only time that they meet. Because don't forget last time, Buffalo destroyed Kansas City in the regular season last year. Right? But now here they are. I
1: just have a feeling it's going to be one of those teams that no matter what has the Bills number. Yeah. It'll be like, you know, all all the Chiefs, when the Chiefs are Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. The Patriots always had their number, man. And it was like, You still got to get through those guys. Still got to get through these guys, man. Here it is.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'll take the Chiefs by four. Sunday Night Football Cowboys at the
1: Eagles. Really good game here too, man. I mean, talk about the battle in the trenches on both sides of this game. The O-line of Philly versus the D-line of Dallas. I can't wait to watch some of this. This is going to be some old-school ground-and-pound football, man. It's going to be kind of ugly, though, but I'm going to take the Eagles here, 21-17.
0: I'm going to take the Eagles, same, 20-17. to 17. It's going to be a slugfest
1: for, like, every
0: single Sunday night game is a slugfest. I'll take the Eagles by three, 20-17. It's going to be a close one, man. The Cowboys' defense is going to stick with it, but the Eagles are going to improve to 6-0. Broncos and the Chargers on Monday Night Football at SoFi. As if we need to see this garbage offense in primetime Seriously, another time. man.
1: I'm over it, man. Just give me something else, but got to take the Chargers here. I don't have no faith in the Broncos. 28 13 Chargers.
0: Just because it's an AFC West game, I think it'll be kind of close and it's in primetime. The Chargers have been good but not great. The Broncos have just been awful. I'll take the Chargers by 6, 26 to 20. It'll be close, but the Chargers will end up getting the job done and god, can we please not see the Broncos in primetime again this season? Like the next time they are, can they be flexed out? That'd be Fantastic. Yeah, what
1: happened to those, man? We just stopped flexing games, or what?
0: No, I think it starts week six. I think it's uh, it's yeah, yeah, like the first four or five games, I don't think be flexed, but like, <laughs> gonna, yeah, let's just flex Denver like week weeks four and five, but like, um, but no, but hopefully I get. Mean, that's just that's just the way it happened that the the Broncos ended up getting that many primetime games to start the year, but oh, good lord, it is what it is. we got NBA next week. We'll talk more NBA. able will make our actual playoff predictions next week. Um, week six. It should be a fun slate of games. A lot of good ones going on, so it should be good. Um, final thoughts, be
1: man. Game of the year Sunday night, and uh, you got uh, honestly two two of the top games so far this year in the NFC West, or NFC East showdown, and the uh, class of the AFC. Man, just sit back and enjoy. Hopefully, we get something like it was last year.
0: Hopefully, hopefully. Now, nah. and, and Cowboys Eagles will meet again later in the year, which I think will be even. This game is big, but. I think later in the year will be even bigger. I think the Giants also played the Eagles twice in December, um, so that's when this division's really gonna come down to it. And then Bills, Chiefs—I mean, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. This is this this generation's Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. It, it doesn't get any better than it is every time they play. No, so no. I like, like you said, man, get the popcorn now and get ready when you got those two going at it um, once more. So enjoy Week Six. We got NBA next week, and we will recap Week Six. Uh, next week on the island and of course don't forget to give Baller Island a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more sports news and analysis and we'll see y'all next week thank you for listening to another episode of Baller Island keep it locked and stay tuned we got a lot more sports content coming your way and don't forget to give Baller Island a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more sports news and analysis